Hi, and welcome to our Learn to Meditate audio series. We want you to know that we are very honoured that you are taking the time to listen to these classes. We know your time is precious, and we want to offer you our deepest gratitude and respect presenting these classes to you. The Meditation Society of Australia has no religious, political or financial affiliations. We exist to help people to learn to meditate. Each class features a topic and an actual guided meditation exercise. We hope you enjoy it. Lots of love and peace from all of us here at the Meditation Society of Australia. Class 5. Learning to Learn Goals. In Class 5 you will learn to learn with wisdom effectively and efficiently. Explore your meditation lifestyle, your path, your teacher. Design better life directions by focusing on meaningful rather than urgent thought patterns. Continue your regular daily meditation practice in your special meditation place. Learning to Learn A valuable person is one who believes that he or she can do anything. With no fear of new tasks, there is enormous potential and the possibility to learn quickly, quietly and efficiently. This is the basis of positive learning and lies at the heart of a meditation lifestyle. Positive learning utilises chunking or designing a simple step-by-step -step process that paces a skill into smaller, achievable tasks. For example, if you are learning to play the guitar, you might begin by learning how to place your fingers on the fretboard for two simple chords. Then with practice you might try a few more until eventually you would be able to play a complete song. As we break down our learning process into steps, we find a circular procedure being formed, the success spiral. The first step in the success spiral is to take personal responsibility for our lives. If there is an element of our lives that we are not happy with, then we can do one of two things. One, we can defend our present state, lay blame on others or our environment, in which case we get what we settle for. Simply, we extinguish our potential to evolve and diminish our choices. We might find ourselves saying things like, Why should I change when it is Betty who has the problem? Or I'll be happy when my husband stops giving me such a hard time. 2. Or we can accept responsibility for ourselves and live the adage that all the answers to all of our questions are inside of us. I.e., if I'm not happy now, it is because I'm not identifying powerfully enough with the infinite joy that is inside my heart, which is my real nature. If I'm not being loved now, perhaps it is just as much my responsibility to practice giving love without expectation of any in return, and see where it leads. Do you notice how in the second scenario, by positive internal dialogue, you are empowering yourself, increasing your potential to change your circumstance and increasing choices? Once we identify potential for progress, then we empower ourselves by releasing the old self we do not want to be and embolden the vision of the new self we are moving towards. This may be as simple as more peace in our lives. We recognise that we do not want to settle for being worried, restless and are anxious anymore. We see that state of mind as the old self we are moving away from, and we identify ourselves with how fulfilled, calm and poised we would be 
if we could develop a regular meditation practice. So then it is time for step two, the action. To obtain more peace, we might try a simple action, such as every day in the morning, repeating the mantra peace for three minutes. The third step is then to engage positive internal dialogue to reinforce the action. This increases our potential and empowers our continuing journey along the spiral to ultimate success. Evolution and the Art of Change The most powerful truth about our journey here on Earth is that we are here to evolve and grow. In fact, we must. We have no choice about this. We cannot progress by staying the same. For each step in our evolution, a change is required. So let's welcome change. We all know that change can create fear, but let's use our fear, not be imprisoned by it. Many people are paralysed by fear. They never progress, but not us. The adrenaline, the heightened awareness fear gives us, can be transformed into determined and empowering dialogue and beliefs that enable us to enact the change. Many people are dismayed when they first begin to look at themselves, truly, to find lots of things that they would like to change. They often are daunted by the task ahead. Don't be. The most fantastic gift is the awareness of a change we need to make. Be thankful. Most of your work is already done. Let's put some numbers to this by examining the change cycle. The first step in the change cycle is awareness, and that may be about 70% of the effort. To become aware of the problem requires honesty, humility, and an open heart. Well done. The hard part is over. The second step of the change cycle is willingness, and that may take about 10%. We must want to change. Without willingness, we are just going to have to keep facing our demons again and again. Remember, the most powerful of all cosmic laws is that we have no choice but to progress. If you find that there is resistance, that usually means you have hit upon exactly the problem. The third step in the change cycle is potential, and that may be about 15%. Free yourself with the empowering belief that you can get yourself to do what you want yourself to do. You are not trapped. This stage is all about increasing your potential with extremely positive, empowering internal dialogue. The fourth step is the action, and that may be only about 2%. Do you see how ironic this is? The action is really the simple part. It takes only 2% of the total effort. This is where we let go of our anchors, our old binding beliefs or practices, and open ourselves up to the infinite potential of the heart. Remember, repetition, repetition, repetition. The fifth step is the result, maybe around 3%. Our analysis of the result of the action is very important. We must as quickly as possible get back to step three, potential, and go about the process of offering ourselves the empowerment to increase our potential to the level necessary for the next action. Our heart is the home of our real self. During the past two classes, we have discussed a higher awareness we experience when our consciousness deepens past the superficial and analytical thinking perceptions of the mind to the intuitive experiences we perceive from the higher mind or heart. But what and where is the spiritual heart? Close your eyes for a moment. With your index finger, point to yourself while saying, Me. Where did your finger end up? On your spiritual heart. As you may have guessed, 
It has nothing to do with the muscle beating away inside your chest. But what are the qualities of the heart? Intuitively, you already know. Take a look at the qualities being expressed in the following statements. Oh, she's so kind and caring. She has a heart of gold. I love you with all my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart to see her suffer like that. Come on, team, we've got to play as one unit. Play with heart. I know this is right because I felt it right here in my heart. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. My heart is full of joy to see you all here today. So in all these statements, kindness, love, sympathy, oneness, wisdom, intuition, gratitude and joy, these are the qualities of the spiritual heart. That is exactly why you are meditating on the heart. It is an infinite inner fountain from which flows every positive quality that your real self already possesses. If you walk into a room and light a candle, what happens? The light illumines the darkness. In exactly the same way as your heart opens through meditation, the light of your soul will illumine more and more of your physical being. The Meditation Lifestyle The Path of the Heart You may by now realize that your meditation practice is helping to make meaningful what were previously even the most mundane moments in your life. You may have noticed that you are less likely to respond negatively to situations that previously you may have found yourself reacting to in a harmful manner without thinking. You may also be aware that you are finding yourself more understanding and sympathetic to those around you, that you are more loving, more peaceful, and that you are making your decisions with more clarity than ever before. You may have also found that you have more time, that you are more relaxed, less stressed, and more in control. Finally, you may have come to glimpse your real nature, the infinitely loving, peaceful, blissful and wise self that is the real you. With this newfound insight, you may have also expanded upon your belief in yourself, realizing that ultimately all the answers to all of your questions are inside of you. This is the essence of real freedom, the process of letting go of our animal and human natures and expanding and growing into our divine nature. The journey of giving up the earth and embracing heaven, of finding our intimacy with the Supreme, of discovering the path of the heart. There are many paths, but to travel the fastest we must carry the lightest load and with the most intense longing. Our spiritual lives are not measured in the years, but in the moments. That is, it is important for us to start, and while we hear the inner voice, to follow it with all of our heart. If we ignore it, it teaches us more infrequently and its volume will be diminished. If we trust ourselves, it will teach us more often and increase in volume. Many of us have had the experience of facing the spiritual dimension before. We have come to this very same question before. It is now time to live it, to follow the breath of infinity within our hearts, to converse silently and sacredly with our eternal friend inside us, our own highest self, our Supreme. The goal plainly is to focus as much of our energy as possible on our divine nature. All of us know subconsciously that fulfillment in our lives comes from this cosmic spiritual energy, the love that flows in the hearts of all things. This love we experience as a gateway to the divine, a direct opening to the supreme. 
It is all-encompassing, all-powerful and infinitely satisfying. As our society has externalized its search for quality of life and meaning, it has tried to externalize even this energy. It has tried to position love in human terms, human relationships, romance, family, material possessions. But this love is only a tiny portion of the whole divine, magnificent experience. Real love is much larger than the normal human love we all know. Human love is nearly always conditional. I will love you as long as you love me in return, we will think. We do not say it. Most of us have very little understanding of the vast, unconditional, compassionate love that is experienced in divine love. This is a quote from James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy. When love first happens, the two individuals are giving each other energy unconsciously and unconditionally, and both people feel buoyant and elated. That's the incredible high we all call being in love. Unfortunately, once they expect this feeling to come from the other person, they cut themselves off from the energy in the universe and begin to rely even more on the energy from each other. Only now there doesn't seem to be enough. At this point, the relationship degenerates into the usual power struggle. As James Redfield points out, it is when love is confined to the narrow boundaries of human, conditional love that it is then prone to a kind of power struggle between competing participants. We might wonder about the euphoria we felt at the start of the relationship, where we were giving ourselves unconditionally and blame our partner, believing that we haven't changed, so it must be them. We might try to force them to be something they can't be, putting it on them to be more romantic or more loving, when what we really want is that experience of both parties giving of each other without expectation of a return. We need to free ourselves from the binding conditional love and expand our experience into the divine, unconditional love that flows through every atom. To practice loving unconditionally, remember very few of us have experienced and become more conscious of that wonderful energy every second. This increased awareness is true even of our diet. What we put into our bodies directly affects our state of mind. If we want our mind to be calm and peaceful, allowing our spiritual energy to come forward, then it is helpful if the foods that we consume be nutritious and peacefully produced. Eating on the run, eating without paying attention, it is not conscious. Meditation is about becoming conscious, becoming aware. Einstein has said that nothing will benefit human health and increase the chances for survival of life on earth as much as the evolution to a vegetarian diet. It has been noted that meat carries with it somewhat powerfully some of the animal consciousness, while a vegetarian diet will affect the seeker in a much more limited way. Ideally, though, the food we eat should give us joy, and we should offer our gratitude for what we have eaten. In this way, we can eat more consciously. In the end, it is one's own happiness, peacefulness and evolution that must be the guide. For this exercise, you'll need to travel to your favourite beach. If you can't be there physically, try visualising it. For hundreds and thousands and even millions of years, the ocean has done this. 
It is breathed against the shores of country after country, shaping the crevices and caves and cliffs, smoothing the sands, exposing and carving the rocks of the myriads of life forms evolved and have found just the nutrients necessary for them to grow and thrive. As you sit there, feel that you are listening to the heartbeat of the universe, the life breath of the earth. Feel the beauty and the majesty of the ocean rising from all around you. Notice that the air is thick with the spray and the fragrance of the ocean. As you breathe in, feel yourself breathing in the outgoing breath of the ocean. that you are breathing in from all 360 degrees. This is the original birth mother of all life on earth. a place here, in this moment, that is beyond time. A place beyond cause and effect, whys and hows. A place beyond space itself place where you just be. with it all as life is created even now. Mm -hmm. 